I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. We worship at Island Creek Elementary School, 7855 Morning View Lane, every Sunday at 10 a.m. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I know? If Samuel hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse said to Shammah, made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, and had beautiful eyes, and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. God. Let this next song that the band has prepared um, prepare you a little bit for hearing about the Enneagram 3.
week have done something or thought something or obsessed over something and then thought to yourself, why in the world did I do that? Like, what was I thinking at that moment? Like, what is up with me? You ever done that? Do you ever think that? Like, what was I thinking? Was I even thinking when I did it? Why did I think that? A lot of us do this, and um, we don't even know um, what our motivation is. And so we're in a series at Kingstown called Who Am I? Um, and we're trying to answer this question. What is driving you? What is motivating you? Why do you do what you do and think the way you think? Why do you do those things that drive you crazy and you do them over and over again? Why do you do the things that drive your spouse crazy? Why do you do the things that drive your boss crazy? Why do you find yourself there over and over and over again? And the way we're seeking to answer that is looking at scripture, but also through the lens of this ancient tool called the Enneagram. And the early mystics of the faith called these the nine faces of the soul, that each of us have a little bit of these in us, in all of us, but some of these are heightened in, in some of us as well. And so the first week we talked about the one, the reformer. And so I just kind of like, have y'all figured out what you are now, or some of you who have heard these talked about now? Who's our ones? Does anybody want to volunteer? Okay. All right, so our ones, um, the reformers, these folks can see, can envision how the world should be. And at their best, they, they just make everything better. At their worst, <laughs> they should on themselves and on others and on God. They should on us. They should on all of us. They tell us what we should do all the time. Then last week on our snow day, I hope you watched online or listened on the podcast. Um, we talked about our helpers. This is two. And at, at their best, they serve and they love us and they care for us. But at their worst, they become prideful and resentful because they serve and you don't. And you should serve more. This week, we're going to take a look at the three. And I'm going to try to be delicate with the three because I know we have other threes in the room. But since I am this type, I feel a little bit of this freedom to like let it loose on the threes, because I am one. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try to be delicate. I'm going to try to be delicate. Just so you know, um, there are some personality types that if you love one and you know one, um, you have to wear a helmet when you're around them. <laughs> and a three is one of those personality types. Um, so if you're married to a three, perhaps today you're going to figure out why you are so bruised <laughs> or hurting or lonely or a lot of those things, um, being married to a three. Because threes are just so, so, so driven. My prayer is that if you are a three or you know a three, um, that you would have more compassion for literally the struggle that is their inner back, like that inner struggle every day within a three. So let's dive in. Threes, you know them because they're always in a rush. Threes are always in a rush. Constantly busy, constantly packing their schedule with way too many things in a day, way too many things. They're thinking about the future, the next step, and they're always in a rush, which means they're always late, always. <laughs> They've always got places to go, things to do. <coughs> They've got to make stuff happen. Threes feel like life in any day is way too short. A three, three wants to be president of the United States. A three wants to be a megachurch pastor. A three wants to be a mayor. 
A three wants to be successful at all costs. It's the thing that matters the most. They want to make a difference. A three always wants to know the answer to this question. How do I win at life? A three always wants to win. Even if it's like a five-year-old you're up against. You're like, that five-year-old needs to know her place. <laughs> the three mantra is, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> That's the three. It's all about the victory. America is the home of the brave and the? The land of the? The three, yes. America is the home of the brave and the land of the three, yes. Um, we believe that fully within ourselves. Um, in America, it's win or die, it's first or burst, home of the brave, land of the three. It's not enough in America to be a billionaire. No, we actually rank them in something called Forbes magazine, and threes love this. Um, we rank them, and then one billionaire is like, well, you made a billion dollars this year, but I made ten billion dollars this year. It's the land of the three. So for many years, we had something like this in the United Methodist Church. Um, there's like this list of appointments where pastors are sent across like 800 uh, or so churches in Virginia, um, and uh, it used to be ranked. Um, like the churches were ranked 1 to 880. 63 or whatever the number is, 800 and something. Um, and this was like, is based some on, um, mostly on like pastoral salary, what they can, but a little bit of a couple, it might be an algorithm, I don't actually know, but they were ranked, totally ranked. And threes loved this. We talked about it, we talked about it every year, where we get, get a little text thread with all the threes in the conference, wanting to know who's on the first page this year of this. <laughs> and so, um, uh, at some point, though, our bishop came along, who's not a three, and she thought, our new bishop, and she looked at it and she said, that seems unhealthy. <laughs> no duh. <laughs> and the day that she completely reworked that and decided not to have us ranked anymore um, was the day all threes died a little bit inside. <laughs> Because how do we know if we succeed then? How do we know? How do we know if we're not on the, on the first page or on the next page? How do we know if we're moving up if we, don't, we can't move up from page to page? So we're now on a text thread with all the threes again, and we're all create, creating our own list, so we're still going to do it. Um, home of the brave, land of the three. You've got to be successful. You've got to achieve. You've got to strive at everything. You've got to be the best no matter what. And so threes feel very at home in America and also very miserable in America. And so today in 1 Samuel, we come across a three. Some of you don't know this story very well, but um, so Israel had a king, and his name was Saul. And we're going to talk about Saul next week, fours. Saul blew it. And Israel needed a new king. And so God called his prophet Samuel and said, I want you to go to the house of Jesse, Jesse has a whole lot of sons. Statistically, having more than 12 boys in a row is just impossible. It's crazy, but Jesse has all these sons. I mean, this is the ultimate sign of success in the ancient world. Jesse has all of his successors, inheritors of his wealth and his property and his name. He has all that he could ever want. 
And Jesse is known throughout all the land for how many sons he has and how strong they are, how, how perfect of specimens they were. And so when Samuel comes, Jesse calls his sons outside one by one. He presents them, boom, 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 in a line. He lines them up from oldest to youngest, from tallest to shortest, and he puts them on display for Samuel to see, look, look at all I made. Look at all I've done. Look at how successful I've been. Look how powerful my boys are. And God says, don't you dare. Don't you dare look at how they appear. I don't give a rip about how you look or what you've achieved or how well known in the land you are. I don't give a rip about any of that. I care where your heart is. And Samuel says to Jesse, there's a son who's missing, right? Where's David? And David says, or Jesse says, little David? Little, like, how did you even know about him? No one knows about David. Like, David's out in the field. I didn't think God would be interested in him. And that's the very son God chose to be king of Israel. Don't judge by appearance or by height or accomplishment, for I have rejected them, God says. Threes are driven. Driven. But they're not driven by what's in here. They're driven by image. If you know a three, which you do, because I'm up here, <laughs> they drive you crazy. Their incessant ranking and counting and goal setting and striving and comparing and competing. But if you know a three, you also know that you have to love them. <laughs> you have to thank God for them. It feels weird saying that. I know I'm the one up here. Um, because they drive you crazy, but they also inspire you. The achiever. The three has the ability to inspire you, persuade you, motivate you more than any other type of the, the nine. Threes drive you crazy, but they also have the potential to change the world. The three is the achiever. The threes thank God for you. Thank God for us <laughs> because we reflect God's hope for the world. The beauty of a one is that they see how you can just tweak something and make it better. Ones can make things better. They just adjust things. The beauty of a two is that they serve so selflessly and make sure that our needs are taken care of and we feel loved and we feel cared for. Here's the beauty of a three. They don't adjust. They don't. And they certainly don't ever want to serve. If they do, they're trying to please people. But the beauty of a three is that they're not limited to what they see, what everyone else sees in the world. They see things that aren't there. As a middle schooler living in Virginia, we took a lot of day trips um, to DC, naturally. And I remember one year going to the National Air and Space Museum and being fascinated with the Wright Brothers exhibit. Um, you know, they have there in DC, the actual plane their first, you know. Um, and so these two brothers, I'm just fascinated by their story, two brothers who were bicycle mechanics 
in a time when it was believed that flight was absolutely impossible, but these two brothers saw something that didn't exist. That's what threes do. That's, that's where they thrive. We see things that no one else sees, and we're willing to do things that no one else is willing to do to make what we see a reality. I read an article in the New York Times that said the Wright brothers are either liars or flyers. And they were flyers. Threes, you reflect God's hope. And at your healthiest, at your healthiest, you launch planes into the atmosphere. At your healthiest, you fly and you help others fly with you. Tomorrow we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Now that's a three. There's a three. I can't think of a better example of someone who could see things that the rest of the world could not see. Who, who dreamt of a world that is still being formed, right? That we still don't see before us. Who had a dream and his dream changed your life and my life and millions of people's lives. That's a three. Threes reflect God's hope. I see something that no one else sees. What drives them? One word, success. We've got to be successful. If you have a first grader who wants to wear a suit, probably a three. <laughs> Their motivation is success. I've got to be successful. I've got to make a difference. It doesn't matter what it is. I've got to be the best at it. It could be academics, it could be money, it could be professionally, it could be acting or performing or singing or speaking or competitive sports or material things. The three doesn't care what the stage is, they just have to be on it. They need to achieve. They need to succeed. They gotta leave their mark. And for some of you, that is just craziness in your mind. But you think like, seriously, why do you care so much what people think of you? Because that's what a three cares about. I want to be read about. I want to be remembered. I want to make a difference. I want to see my name in lights. I want to be royal. <laughs> I want to be famous. What does the three have to avoid at all costs then? Failure. Threes, we don't fail. We don't lose. We just ran out of time. <laughs> or if you're a pastor, we don't fail. It just wasn't God's time yet. <laughs> Threes are better than anyone else at spinning a good story. Well, there were only like 28 people here the day of the town hall for Kingstown, and as a three, I'm over here like, well, I mean, I guess it's to be expected. We, we did just come off the women's conference, and it was raining, and it was the last weekend of October, and people are thinking about Halloween. And so you, you know, if you look at it that way, we really should consider it a success then, right? <laughs> uh, because, you know, people will listen later to the podcast, and um, if they choose to listen, they're going to be better listeners. So really, you can count them twice. <laughs> and, and obviously, that's, that's what we really 
really want. <laughs> and, and, and the people who showed up were the right people. Technically, we had technically we had like 150 people in worship that day, that weekend. Um, because if you count the women's conference and the pub theology we had two weeks before, and the custodial staff at Island Creek Elementary, and all of our podcast listeners, it actually wasn't a failure at all. It was one of the most successful weekends we had ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three. <laughs> Failure is not an option for us. So listen to me, threes. This is why this is so sad. Because you know what failure actually does? It deepens you, and it strengthens you, and threes are shallow. We're shallow. We run from things we can't win at. You know how to become a deeper person? By embracing failure, by learning from failure, by admitting that you can't do it all. Threes were the most driven people on earth, but here's, here's the reality for us. There is a limit to our ability. Despite what stupid America tells us, the dumbest thing we ever said to a child, specifically threes, is you can be anything you want. It's not genetically in the cards for me to be a New York, to go to the New York City Ballet. I mean, it's not, it's not genetically in the cards. Threes, you're going to run into people who are more successful than you are. And if you're unhealthy, if you're unhealthy, you'll never be okay with that. No matter how much money you have, someone's going to have more. No matter how good at your job you are, somebody's going to be better at it than you. Threes avoid failure. So what do they focus on instead? They focus on goals. Like you get a goal and you get a goal and everybody just gets goals. <laughs> now here's the thing, if you're a three, do not believe their goals. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe them. Not that they don't achieve them, because they absolutely achieve them. But threes are never satisfied. The goals of threes are always moving a little bit further out. If we made this happen, just think of what we can do now. A three will lie to you. My goal is to get a PhD. And then they get it. I'm going to go get another one, because now I need to be known for having the most PhDs. <laughs> a three will say, once I make a million dollars, I'll be satisfied. A million is 10 million. 10 million is 100 million. Um, don't believe a three's goals. And you know what their core sin is? And it's a little bit embarrassing to say out loud, um, because I'm your pastor, and please come back next week. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm working to be a healthy version of a three. Um, but here's the core sin for a three. It's lying. You're not honest. You know why? Because the truth is painful. You see, the three has such a need to be successful, they have to create lies in order to meet their own standards. Isn't that craziness? Threes are some of the most successful people we know. Many of you look up to threes, follow threes, your lives have been changed by threes, but they're so insecure in who they are that they lie about their accomplishments because they don't ever feel like no matter what they accomplish, it's ever going to be enough. And so they lie to everybody, including themselves, mostly themselves. 
Why? Because they fear worthlessness. What if I'm worthless to people? If I don't have nice clothes, who am I? If I don't have that dream house, who am I? If I'm not considered the best at my job, who am I then? If this project isn't successful, who does it say that I am? Threes are all about image. Why? Because the core, core issue in us is the same as it is for you twos. It's the same as it is for you fours. And it's shame. If I don't wear these clothes, you won't like me. If I don't drive this car, you won't date me. If I, if I don't have this house, you won't come over my house anymore. If I'm not successful, you won't care about me. You'll think I'm a failure if this church doesn't grow. You won't like me. I won't matter to you anymore. We won't be friends. And that list goes on. I was reading an article about Jim Carrey a couple of weeks ago. He's a three. And in an interview, he said, I wish someone had told me that fame wouldn't satisfy me. And the problem for a three is that we don't listen to that. <laughs> and if you follow Jim Carrey at all, you know he's ridden with paranoia and mental illness now. Because that's what happens. Threes believe the lie. No amount of success, threes can, threes, no amount of success can cover your shame. Only the love of Jesus can. No amount of success can cover your shame. That's our mantra. We have to say that in our head every day. No amount of success can cover your shame. Only the love of Jesus can. Threes have to get real with themselves. If you're a three, you lie to yourself more than you lie to anyone else. You're not honest about how you feel, what you've done, where you're going. You're not honest. And a one has, a one has this internal moral compass within them like they know what is right a three does not have that and so what do we need we have to have god's word and we have to have christian community we we have the drive but we have zero steering wheel without christian community threes you will self-destruct Without relying on others in faith, without reading God's word, you will self-destruct. And that's why I hate it when people go to churches that tell you, you know, like God wants you to be rich or God wants you to be successful or God wants you to fulfill your dreams. No, when I read God's word, much of what God's doing is trying to save us from our dreams and from our success. <laughs> right? When I think of a three, I think also of, of one more story in scripture. We read it a couple of weeks back, actually. You might remember it. The one of the rich young ruler. He runs up to Jesus. If any, anywhere in scripture it says somebody's running up to Jesus, chances are there are three, because they're always running everywhere, always. So he runs up to Jesus. <laughs> this young man runs up to Jesus and said, Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds, well, you know the commandments. Do you remember the story now? You know the commandments. I've told you the commandments. Well, yes, I do, Lord. I do know the commandments, and I have obeyed them perfectly since I was a little kid. Check, 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 check. I'm the best at following commandments. No one could ever be more successful than me at loving you, God. But I'm a three, and I'm successful at everything I do. Does anybody know what the first commandment is? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And so, what does Jesus do? He calls out what he worships. The bling, the fame, the title, 
the money, the success. You've, you've mastered all 10, let's start with the first one. <laughs> oh, and, and y'all shall have no idols. Oh, um, hmm. what are you bowing down to? Your house, your title, your accomplishments, your image. You can almost hear Dr. Phil like saying, well, how is that working out for you? <laughs> why, why, don't, why don't we really call it out? Why don't we go, why don't we do what Jesus says? Jesus says, why don't you just go sell it all? Give it all away. Your possessions, your success, your trophies, your titles, your image. Then and only then you will have treasure in heaven. And the man walks away from what Jesus has put before him as ultimate eternal success. And he lied to himself. And he returned to the hell in which he was living. Three is your best friend is confession. Because confession means we have to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with ourselves. Would you pray with me? God, the three in all of us listens in to you. The part of us that needs to be successful, that hates and avoids failure. The part of us that lives in our shame and thinks, if I'm not successful, if I, if I don't have these things, I won't be loved, I won't be liked, I won't be famous. People won't know me. The threes and all of us offer that to you. We place that before you like an idol that, that we ask you to burn up. All the ways we lie to ourselves all the ways we lie to those around us because if they really knew who we were, they wouldn't love us. And so we self-protect and we cover up and we, it's just little white lies, no biggie, until we don't even know who we are. God, we long to be healthy, humans, mind, body, soul, spirit. We long to be the people you've called us to be. And we join together in, in that prayer that you taught us to pray that put, that put you on the throne and took us off of the throne. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
three. Four things. I'm going to give you a tutorial since I have three. Four things. Um, point us to remembering. Remembering what God has done. Because we're always looking at the next thing ahead, and we forget often to look back to see what God has done. We actually have this word in the Old Testament called raising an Ebenezer. You know that from an old hymn that you've sung here before? Here I raise my Ebenezer, hitherto thy help I, um, thy help I come. Yeah, so raising an Ebenezer, planting a big statue and saying, look what God has done. That's number one. Number two, how do you love a three? Be real with them. I give a, a very brief story um, in my, and a vulnerable story. Um, one of the best and worst moments in my life was at the heat of my worst argument with Chris, and I am on the other side of a door, and I scream these words, which is embarrassing. I scream these words, and I say, how come everyone thinks I'm amazing but you? <laughs> and, Chris and Chris responded, because I'm the only one who really knows you. Three. So help us remember to help us be real with ourselves. Three. How do you love a three? Um, just put up with our dreaming. I mean, can you imagine being the Wright brothers' mom? Like, we're gonna fly, and we're gonna make our own wings to do it. You know, like, it's insane, but come up with our, like, be, you know, prod us toward our dreaming. And then last, um, last is, ask us often, how do you feel? Because threes never know how they feel, ever. We never know how we feel. I go to my therapist and she asks me, and I still say, I'm great, I'm great, I'm fine, I'm awesome, I'm awesome, I'm great. We never know how we feel. Ask a three often how they feel until they really answer you, until they really answer you. Go now in the love of God the Father and the grace of his son Jesus Christ in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is peace at the table of the There is peace at the table of the Lord.